three, two, one. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast. Today is Tuesday. It is 8.41 p.m. on a beautiful night here in El Paso, Texas. Today, guys, episode number 74, we are joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast, Misa. Say what's up. Yo, yo, yo. What it do, what it do, what it do. Also, guys, in the producer chair from Watch Out Loud, his name is Wesley. Say what's up, Wesley. What's up, Wesley? And for episode number 74, guys, we have a very special guest for the podcast. We have the founders of Three Missions Brewery, uh, Rick Razo and Mr. Travis Stoner. They're here for episode number 74 of the podcast, guys. Say what's up to the pod. Hey, hey, guys. What's going on? Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, uh, Thanks for giving us the time, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us, for sure. Yeah, guys, we really do appreciate you spending some time out of your busy schedule and coming to uh, chat with us about your brewery. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We got a good podcast for you guys. Uh, guys, make sure you're liking us on Facebook, liking us on Instagram. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We're already up to almost 240 subscribers. Let's get that number up. So, guys, we have a very special podcast for you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had somebody on the podcast that loves beer more than me and Misa. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened before. No. I don't think so, dude. But I think we have some some. Uh, I think we have some competition here with Mr. Rick and Travis. So we're gonna get to know them a little bit and get their story and see why it is they decided to start a brewery in beautiful Socorro, Texas, which I went to t- today. We'll get into all of that. Um, so before we start the podcast, guys, you know there's a tradition, mm-hmm. a tradition unlike any other, mm-hmm. and it's called the cracking. Of the celebratory beer, and it sounds a little like this. Oh, Jesus, look at him. Hey, hey, there you hey. Go. cheers, guys. So, guys, <laughs> cheers. Thank you for everyone for being here today, Mr. Rick, Mr. Travis, Mr. Wesley, Misa. Thank you all for being here. I'm gonna indulge. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't wait for you to finish, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, man, no, no, you guys drink at your own pace, man. You guys. Do your thing. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So for the podcast audience who may not have heard of your brewery and who do not know who you are, uh, Mr. Rick, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? And then, Mr. Travis, can you uh, follow after? Yes, I'm uh, Rick Razzo. I am head brewer and part owner of uh, Three Missions Brewery here in Socorro. And I'm very glad to be on this podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mr. Mr. Travis. Hey, guys. What's going on? Travis Stoner. Part owner, uh, I guess my official title is foremost handshaker. I just do whatever Rick tells me. <laughs> it's kind of like Chris telling me to just put my blindfold and try and do all these testings. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, hey, Misa, today you're going to do this, this, and that. Like, got Yes. Got it. Yes, and. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, sometimes you just got to be the guy that, that fills in and does the dirty work, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, it's all good to have that one friend. That's what makes a good Misa. team, man. That's what makes a good <laughs> team. That's what makes a good team, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So uh, the way I found out about you, um, I actually had a friend, a former coworker of mine. Shout out to Luis Muniz, a th- friend of the podcast. Um, he lives over there in Socorro. And he stumbled upon your brewery. I don't know how, but he went one day. He had a great time. He said he drank a lot of beer, him and his wife, they had a great time. And so he calls me into his office one day and says, hey, dude, try to get these guys on your podcast. And next thing you know, I was DMing you guys. And now about two months later, here we are. So shout out to that. But uh, Mr. Travis, tell us a little bit about this brewery, uh, like where it's located. And how did this whole idea even like come come to fruition? 
Hey, you know, it's, we're at 10179 Socorro Road, right next to Casa Ortiz, right down the street from the Mission. Uh, you know, it's it, it came about from a love of beer. Uh, like you guys said, you're beer lovers, we're beer lovers, you guys get it. We need we need craft beer in El Paso, and, and you know, it's a fun, growing market right now. I think that, uh, you know, we've got to definitely thank some of the guys who kicked the doors down and opened them up for us. You know, if you would have thought craft beer in El Paso 10, 15 years ago, uh, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known what was going on. But uh, you know, as you can see, it's definitely a, a growing market, and we're excited to be a big part of it for sure. Look at that, dude! Yeah, dude, it's a beautiful place. I went down there today. Um, I actually met Rick uh, prior to this podcast. So what had happened was I was messaging their IG page, and I was trying to see if possible because my boy Chris Molina gave us an idea, like, "Hey, try to get some beer from these guys so you can try it on the pod." You guys were closed today, and you guys were actually still able to let me go pick up some beer. I really appreciate that, Mister Rick. Was super nice right when I got there. Uh, he's like, dude, you're going to try all these little beers. So he gave me a sample of them all. They were all amazing. Very good, good tasting beer. I was actually very impressed. And so, like, I'm, ex- I'm excited to, that you guys are here, and I'm excited to hear your story. So, uh, Mr. Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, are, did you grow up in El Paso, or, like, are you from here, or what's your situation? The first five or six years of my life, I grew up about five minutes from the brewery. Nice. Uh, oh, so, wow. Um, but then uh, – we moved down to the Bel Air area by Lafayette and North Loop. And that's where I lived. And then after I graduated, I left to Dallas. I got a degree there. I lived there for about three years, came back, uh, ended up in the service industry. And yeah, I mean, now, now I own part of a brewery. So it's <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's I think story. we're doing, I think we're in the wrong business right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you see like their brewery? I felt like I could show up in the horse and it, and it just be perfect. <laughs> There's people that have shown up in horses. Oh, you yeah. see, you see. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, if you're not familiar with that Socorro area, I'm, I'm, I'm not like super familiar with it. Um, but you know, I've been like around there because of previous jobs that I had. And so I was able to find the, the, the brewery pretty easy. It's right off. Um, I believe is it what Socorro Road, right? Right on Socorro. Yeah, Road. right on Socorro <laughs> Road. You can't miss it. You'll drive through the whole city. You, you like you can't miss it. Um, so uh, that area over there is really nice. It's got a lot of history behind it. Obviously, with the missions. Um, actually, like the first county seat of El Paso, I believe, was over there, like in near Socorro. Like mm-hmm. that's you know that's how historic the area was. So the brewery is very nice. Um, the inside looks really cool and then everything's on tap and it, it, it was just amazing. Um, so how did you guys get into this? Like, obviously we all like beer, right? I remember being probably 10 years old when I had my first beer, it was at a UTEP tailgate and I snuck it from the fucking, like the ice chest that nobody was watching because everybody had already had like 20 beers each. So I snagged one, me and my friend, Greg Wilson. I always remember that that was my first beer ever. And so, what about you guys? I want to go around Wait, the hold room on, hold here. On, I'm sorry, hold on. What kind of beer was it? It was a Bud Light, dude. It's the same beer I'm drinking right now. Oh, Jesus. It all comes full circle, man. So I, was meant, I was meant to be sitting here today talking to some guys who own a brewery about the very first time I drank Bud Light while drinking a Bud Light. Really? So, that we're just tying all the ends here. Wow. So, let's go around the room here. I'll start with you, Mr. Travis. When was your first beer? What age, if you, if you remember the circumstances behind it? Uh, so I was about eight. Um, <laughs> so I got to beat a couple years. I uh, thought I was bad. 
so at that time, uh, you know, my dad was an over the road truck driver and has been, you know, his whole life. And, uh, you know, he worked nights. So I think he was gone one night and, you know, just opened the fridge and thought, yeah, why not? We'll drink this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what kind of beer was it? Do you remember what kind of beer was? It, it was a bush light. Oh. You know, so, so the, the mountains went again. Right. Um, but, it, you know, as soon as I tasted it, I thought, oh, daddy's kisses. <laughs> You're like, why does this smell like dad's cologne? <laughs> so this is what my dad brushes his teeth with. Dude, that, yeah. That's crazy, dude. You were eight years old, wow. and you snagged one of your dad's beers. Oh, I'm sure that that's happened so many times throughout American history. Yeah, maybe on accident, but not like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> like I should try it now. I'm only eight. Mr. Rick, what about your story? What, how old were you when, uh, when you had your first beer, your first run-in with alcohol? My first run-in with alcohol? Uh, I was probably four or five years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They give us whiskey to go to sleep. They give us whiskey to go to sleep. She also taught us how to shoot guns, and, and uh, <laughs> we were shooting guns here in the backyard in Socorro. But my first whole beer, my first whole beer, was in a town outside Cologne, Germany, and I was 12 years old. Oh, and I wish I knew what it was called. I just remember it didn't taste good because I didn't like beer, right? <laughs> and, uh, but that, that's about That's it. awesome, dude. Your first beer in Germany. And that's, they, that's a good place to have right, first and, beer. And they do warm beers over there, right? Uh, you know what? I don't remember what it was. It was probably cold. Right. Uh, it was in Cologne, so now think... knowing a little bit about the brewing and, and all that stuff over there, it was probably a Kolsch beer. But I, I really, I just remember having it because I was like, oh, I'm in Germany. I guess I drink beer here because I saw other kids drinking beer, right? Natives there drinking beer. So we had one out there. But, um, yeah, that was my first run in with alcohol. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Hell yeah. When I said 10 years old, I thought we were going to be progressively going up like like a higher age. And then we, like, we steadily declined. Like We were like, each one, it was just younger and younger than myself. So, Wesley, what was your, uh, when was, like, do you remember your first beer? Yeah, dude. So, it was it was straight out of the womb. My mom was already ah, drinking. Get out of here, guy. No. Get out of here. No, my, my, first, my first bit with alcohol was champagne. It was like New Year's, and it was I was about five or six, and then they gave me a little tiny glass. But first beer, I actually snuck. My parents were outside on the patio, all hanging out with the rest of the family, and I emptied out a Coca Cola can, and then took one of their beer cans, filled up the Coca Cola can, and just sat around the table with them. And my mom guy. was like, "Let me have some of that soda. I guess you could smell it or something." And I was acting weird, and I was like. Uh. Yeah, you were probably acting like a damn fool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> fool. But, but that that was probably like about twelve. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So we are, we all started around there. Jesus, oh, there you go. There's yeah. that chair again, there, Wesley. There. Well, right. compared to everybody else, fucking uh, oh. Wes was a, a grown ass man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had a full beard and everything. <laughs> how, how old no, were you? Misa? Actually, I was, I was like eleven or twelve years old. It was like at a family party, and um, my uncle, the only uncle I have on my mom's side, he's he was a a big Corona drinker. And one day he just grabbed my arm. He's like, here, try this. And damn, I remember taking a huge sip and then not even like being able to swallow it all. And I just had to puke it. And uh, yeah, it wasn't great, man. I didn't think I'd drink beer again until like I was like 16. Oh, I drink. And I at drink 16, it was just it, at 16. It was just kind of like my friends are doing it. So I'll do it, too. And it was just like nasty shit like Keystone or Bush oh, and yeah. stuff like that, you know. And then I found Budweiser. Miller High Life. 
<laughs> champagne beer. Champagne. <laughs> so I found Bud, Budweiser. Like, it's some national uh, treasure. Well, compared, like, to, like, <laughs> compared to, like, I, I don't know, man. I, at that age, I just started getting into, like, um, trying to taste different shit. And Budweiser just always, you know, kicked him better than Bud Light. It was always the one. It was always the one. So when we talk about, like, obviously, we all started to, like, kind of just have a few beers when we're when we were younger, but for what, for, for you guys, at what point does it like become evident to you that, Hey, like I have like an actual passion for beer and I can, I actually want to learn how to make it and make good quality beer. Um, because like for me, I love beer, but I just love to drink. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and for you guys, it's different because they probably ran out of beer one day and they're like, God damn it. I yeah. just want to make my own beer already. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how did that happen? Did you guys buy like your own like brewing kit one day and then just try it? Like, uh, wh- like what was that story like Rick? So I, when I started to notice that I, I loved beer, uh, not only wanting to drink, you know, whatever I, it was when I was in Dallas, I saw people that made it. And they were called breweries. You know, I had drink beer in high school and everything. But when you find out something makes it, it's like, wow, you know, and then that they started pairing things up with it and, and doing all these sorts of stuff and certain things that you can only get there in that brewery. That's when I really started to like it. And then when I moved back, I started working at a brewery about a year after I moved back. I started working at a brewery here locally. So that's where I learned how to make it. And yeah, after that, now, now I'm now I'm here making right. beer. Oh yeah, yeah, he's off still making, making beer, beer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mister Travis? Like, when when uh, was that moment for you? When did it click? Like, hey, I want to actually be like making my own beer. And you know what was cool? And real fast before you answer, because when I was uh, when I was with Rick earlier, um, he was he was sampling me the beer. And then he's like, this, like, he gave me one of them and he's like, this one's my favorite. And he had a glass of it just like right there by the bar. And I'm like, this guy could just sit here all day and just fucking drink yeah. beer. Like, hey. you know, how cool is that? Just, I, I wish I'd be, look at him. Oh yeah. my gosh. Look at that stomach. <laughs> That's beer. That means business is good, right? That, means that beer is good. Man. <laughs> so yeah, Travis, um, how did That's that break Monday through Sunday? Right. <laughs> Monday through Sunday. <laughs> Every day that ends with why, baby, that's us. <laughs> so, yeah, Travis, tell us a little bit about that. How did that click for you? When did you realize, like, hey, I, I really want to get into to the brewing of this stuff? Uh, you know, beyond just uh, starting to sample different flavors and starting to really experience what beer could be, um, I was just a poor college kid. So we were like, what can we do to get this cheaper and not have to drink Keystone or Natty? So, like, five or six of us went and bought a homebrew kit. We started brewing, you know, in the kitchen and making just giant, gross, terrible messes of just stickiness and, and just, you know, giant disasters. And uh, then I realized, man, this is a lot of work. I like the result of it. <laughs> Drinking the beer is, is definitely the better part, but, you know, it, it definitely gives you a whole new appreciation as you start to brew of like, you know, this is all the work that goes into it. About the time you're adding your, you know, third or fourth batch of hops on some of our beers, Rick and I can kind of look at each other and we're like, "You want me to go pour a cold one out of the out of the tap? <laughs> it is hot in here." <laughs> and that's how it starts, dude. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. And so obviously, like, I, I'm sure it was a lot of trial trial and error, right? Like, you guys had to to constantly be brewing. Or to see like how to get things right because I'm sure like I'm sure you guys have made a beer that you tried and you're like oh like that's yeah. not the one like you know what I mean 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we've had some some just well, this was a fun experiment. It's going in the drain, you know. <laughs> and then we've had some that were like we just kind of guessed on and and took a chance on and uh, and we're like, wow, this this really hit it out of the park, and this is probably going to be one that we continue to make. Right, and 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 uh, Rick, how does that how does that process work? Like, how do you guys sit there and decide like this is the type of beer that I'm going to try to make, and then like these are the the ingredients that I'm going to use because when I when I was there today and I was trying your beers, like I was like surprised at some of the flavors I was trying. I was like, what you put this in a beer and it was fucking badass. What they put bacon in a beer? No, no, no. I said they just like, oh. <laughs> like I said they just put like certain things in a beer. Like when Rick was explaining it to me. That I was like, wait, you put this in a beer? And then he's like, yeah. And then you taste it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get you. <laughs> it's oregano, dude. <laughs> All right. So how did, what's that process like when you guys are brewing? Like, who's making those decisions, or who's the one that's saying, hey, let's add this, or let's add that? So first, we throw out ideas. I think we try to come up with creative ideas. So once we get those creative ideas, we choose a couple of them, and we say, okay, we're going to build on this one. So, uh, you know, like, let's say, hey, like our, our, I don't, oh, the pomegranate beer. And it's like, why do we choose pomegranates? Well, pomegranates are so common in the area, right? Oh. Go to Walmart, buy a pomegranate. They're like a dollar a piece. And here they grow in our backyard. They're at my grandfather's house. They're at my house. They're, they're everywhere. I have a pomegranate here at the brewery. So from there, we're like, okay, so what can we add? What else is local? So we add honey. You know, and hey, what else can we build on it? We really don't want to kill those flavors. So, you know, that you base, you basically have a central ingredient and you base everything on it. The hops, the grain, the mash times, um, you know, if you're going to add a pair, another ingredient with that and you base it off of that. And uh, of course, there's research behind it. You know, I'm, there's brewers who can come up with it from the top of their head. They can come up with a recipe. I'm not one of those. I have to go online. I have a couple of books and I'm like, okay, so this hop is supposed to taste like mango. This hop is supposed to taste like pear. This hop is supposed to taste, okay. And where do you add it to get those flavors? And, you know, so then you start playing with it and, and all that stuff. And also what type of grains are going to allow you to have that flavor pop or what grains are kind of, are going to pair well with that flavor. Right. So that's how beers are designed, or at least that's the way I've learned to design beers. Dude, that that, that kind of gives me a picture of like Rick and Travis just like in this dark room, and and it, they look like a bunch of witches just like putting all these like <laughs> like stuff into a big pot, and it's just brewing out, and you know, and it's bubbling and stuff, and then one of them tastes it, he's like, "No, let's put some honey in there now," you know, and that's crazy, man. That that um that just makes me realize like how 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 hard it is to actually try and get one flavor. Like, I, I, now that just makes me think, like, what kind of beer would I make? How, how would I, what kind of beer would I want it to taste like? You know, like, mango sounds I, I good. Think yeah. the, I think that's the fun part. Like Travis said, the fun part is drinking it, but another fun part is designing it. Everything in between is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the cool thing is coming up with a concept and building it and then the end result, I think. And that's what people, that's what attracts people a lot of the time to brewing. They want to see, hey, what if I come up with this and see what happens it's an know? art it's an art yeah yeah dude that's amazing and so like let me ask you travis because or both of you because i feel like i'm at a university of like beer and i'm talking <laughs> to like the two head professors here and i'm like really vibing out because i love beer and you guys are so <laughs> passionate for it that it makes me like happy 
So I just really want to know, like, how easy is it to make this fucking beer, Bud Light? Like, is that like a simple, like, like brew? Like, what is that like? That that's a harder beer to make. Really? That's a harder beer to make for well, a couple just, of reasons. Just add a bunch of water. No, it will. Terminate the water and then add some yellow food coloring. <laughs> that's how they but, make it. <laughs> but no, that's a harder beer to make. And the main thing, they're very light. So when these breweries brew this stuff, they have to make it in bulk uh, for consistency, right? Because if you start doing small batch and stuff, that stuff is harder to maintain. Also, with lighter beers, you can't hide any mistakes. If you mess up, you mess up. You can't hide anything. Um, and also, they're loggers. So literally, the word logger means to store. So like monks would store it underneath their monasteries or their caves for months at a time. And that's where that style of beer comes from. The thing is with Bud Light and all those, uh, they use a lot of sugar adjuncts. So like uh, rice, corn, and stuff like that. And they're cheaper sugars. So that's why people say, oh, we get headaches and stuff like that. But they're, they're very consistent and they're big beers for a reason. You know, it, that's hey, not Wes, just I, a, I hope you're taking notes on this shit, dude. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> we might start having to make our we own might. beer after this. Buy yourself a, a Mr. Brew pack. Yeah. I, I think that's interesting, though, because I think, like, for people who don't understand, like, a brewery like myself or Misa or Wesley, like, I think we would have all assumed that this beer would be super easy to make. But then it also makes sense what you're saying, that, like, these things are mass produced, like, in like huge quantities because of how much they sell this shit. And then, like you said, Rick, like if they fuck up this Bud Light, I'm going to tell, I'm going to be like, yo, I drink this shit every single day and this shit don't taste right. Like, <laughs> this you know isn't I mean? water anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's interesting that you said that because um, it really like, it does like actually paint a picture of like how these guys produce this beer at like a fucking mass level. And then when it comes to you guys where you're producing smaller batches, and it's actually, like, a more, like, easier process than what these guys are doing. That, to me, is pretty crazy. Yeah, so, like, I think uh, the only reason that a lot of craft breweries are coming up and stuff like that, too. Well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons is because that flavor's been used so much, right? So now you can go and get something locally that you can only get there, right? So, like, my beer, I, we don't distribute. You can only get it here. Hey. So that's what makes it unique. It, it becomes Socorro. It becomes a staple on it. But, like, those beers right there, the quality control is insane, what they have. They have brewers that have probably studied this in, in Germany, Belgium, or whatever. And, and they, uh, you know, they, they have certain ingredients in the process and everything. And that's why they got to make it in bulk. If I made one of those beers, right, let's say I try to make a Bud Light, that style, I would have to be charging you $15 a pint. Because also it takes longer than my beers, you know. Yeah, so It's wild. Yeah. I knew I loved Budweiser for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. That's so interesting. And, like, yeah, there's so much that I don't really know about fucking I just know how brewing. to do it, and that's just to drink it. Right. All I know is that if I see a beer can that's closed, I'm opening it. That's it. That's all right I know. Uh, so, Mr. Travis, like, I have in my in some notes that I have that when I was talking to the, the people that run your guys' IG, um, you are not from El Paso, right? Uh, you were brought here because of your wife. Is that am I am I understanding that correctly? Right. So I don't know if you guys looked at my Wikipedia. Um, you got to look at under Jack Daniels. 
<laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, you have a Wikipedia? I was like, God damn. I was like, who's on this podcast right now? <laughs> so, no, uh, I'm originally from Kansas City. Uh, my wife is originally from the East Side. She went to Eastwood, graduated from there. Um, so, you know, just given the nature of COVID, we spent just a ton of time kind of back and forth. And the brewery scene, you know, in the Midwest is is very different than the brewery scene in El Paso. Um, you know, Kansas City has 31 breweries where, you know, three hours from St. Louis where Budweiser is made. And there's, you know, about 50 breweries there. We're three hours from Omaha where there's about another, you know, 25 breweries. So we go to a lot of breweries. We drink a lot of beer too. <laughs> we, you know, plan vacations on like, hey, what breweries are there that we can hit up? Hey. See, wow. I actually I actually lived in St. Louis for like uh, Warren County right outside St. Louis. And, and I don't remember it because I was so young. That's probably why I like beer. But my parents <laughs> used to take me to the Budweiser uh, brewery. All huge, huge place, like all the time. Damn, dude, that's it is massive. Yeah, I'm gonna have my birthday party there. (laughs) We uh, we we did the well. You know, Rick was talking about going to Cologne um, a few probably about 11 years ago. We did the 200th anniversary of Oktoberfest in Munich. Damn. So how's that? How's an Oktoberfest over there? Like, like, kind of describe like the scene. Like, while you're there, is it like just batshit crazy or what? So, you know, it's 13 hours of flying. You check into your hotel. You think, okay, it's 830. I'm going to go find something to eat for dinner. You get on the train, and all of a sudden, about 100 people get off the train in Lederhosen, and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to follow them. They've got something. (laughs) Just follow them. (laughs) Everybody everybody that's with me is like, where are we going? Where are we going? Don't worry about it. We'll figure this out. You turn a corner, and it's just like, you know, the gates of heaven open up and there's just a big lot like Jeez. it's a giant carnival. They've got, you know, all the original family beer tents there. And uh, you walk in and it's just a packed full tent of just people that are there to have a good time and want you to have a good time. Nobody's trying to cause any trouble. And everybody's like, Hey, come on. Who's got the next round? Let's drink it. Dude, don't they say like, like, like Disney's like the happiest place in the world? No, I oh, think Oktoberfest is yeah. <laughs> uh, at least for me and myself. So, so Travis, how did like, um, so you ended up like El Paso was always in the plans for you or was it because of the brewery that you ended up here? Um, yeah, I think, you know, really the brewery has us in the area for sure. Um, you know, I, I think, and again, a lot of that was just kind of due to COVID. We just took advantage of the fact that we were able to kind of start remoting with work and, uh, and Hey, let's, let's get some beer going and, and let's drink some more beer. Hell yeah! There you go. COVID pretty much kind of like gave you guys guys the, the time that you guys needed to start all this up. Keep it going. You know what? It it did. Um, I think one of the things that that was super cool about opening during COVID that you know a lot of people didn't think about is it allowed us to kind of take our time with some stuff. We were able to focus on certain areas of the brewery. You know, instead of having everything done at once, we said okay let's focus on getting the patio cleaned up and getting that ready to go. Because most likely if we open during COVID, people will only be allowed to be outside. All right, cool. That's done. Now let's go inside. Let's work on just this part of the bar and just this room and just this area, because that would be the first part that people would be able to see. 
and we can kind of keep the other parts sectioned off. So really it was, it was a nice little blessing for us because it allowed us to kind of take our time and really put a lot of the focus into certain areas. Dude, I'm over here like, like putting my focus on finishing those puzzles I started a year ago and shit and <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm all thinking like COVID. Thank you, COVID. I'm going to take a break now. I'm finishing stuff on Netflix. And yeah, dude, like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> Bro, I think we all need to be a little bit more productive here. These guys are, yeah. Yeah, they're outclassing us right yeah. now. So, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rick, um, that, that, that area right there in Socorro that you guys occupy that, that brewery, um, how did you guys end up with that spot? What was that before? Because it seems like, like the perfect, like, place for for a brewery but like how did you guys acquire that land or like yeah like how and then like (laughs) like what was that place before because that whole area is like populated and there's like schools there there's houses like it's it's a crazy like little area so how did that all happen so we were looking for we filed the llc and we got this place in a month but within that month we were looking for a lot of places and the weird thing is we had filed as mission trail um, but uh, we were looking at places downtown, Montana, West Side, East Side. We we're looking everywhere, and uh, finally, uh, Danielle, Travis's wife, was looking at some place on Texas Street, and the property owner of that owned this one. And he said, "I have a place in Socorro," and uh, I, you know, I was thinking Socorro. I don't know, and not for any reason. It's just it's very agricultural, or at least when I was here it was a very agricultural area, right? For this kind of business, you want a lot of foot traffic. No, you know what? We decided we'll go check it out. I come over here. I get stuck in traffic. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this isn't the Socorro we grew up in. Right. I remember Socorro road being dead. That was a dead road. There was nobody out there. Now there's a bunch of traffic out here. So I get here. I'm late for the meeting. I got stuck in traffic. It's a beautiful building, renovated everything. Anyway, so my partners are, are in Kansas, right? And uh, they look at it from Google Maps and they're like, Rick, are you sure? It's a bunch of desert. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, I don't know, guys. You guys need to actually come and see it. I think it's a great look. Sure enough, when they came down, it was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And uh, we, it's, we're renting it, right? But there's also a lot of land in the back. I think it's like four or five acres. Wow. Maybe, that we're also renting from. Uh, so yeah, so it gives us a lot of opportunity. We have a lot of room to grow and everything is, it was just a perfect location, not only with our name, but the area, the historicity of it, which that is a real word. Cause somebody told me it wasn't, but I, <laughs> can we <laughs> search cousin, that? Yeah, hey, Wiz, can we search like, that? Is that a word? I was like that is a real word. And so it just fit perfectly and it's an authentic Pueblo, uh, building, right? So like, uh, like we were thinking, oh, we were, we filed this mission trail. I don't know what we're gonna do like with the modern buildings. I guess we're gonna pile it up, right? But no, this is a real, almost a hundred years old. Oh, so it, damn! It was perfect. It was perfect for 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 our business. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> historicity. Yep. yep, that's a word. <laughs> I googled it too. <laughs> that's what's up. He was googling it while he was talking right now. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure yeah dude that's cool yeah that area down there like i said it, it it has a lot of history i mean i think that was one of the most like first settled parts of el paso and then like you said yeah the area is really agricultural but now like when i when i went over there i got stuck in traffic too dude i was like trying to get there from downtown 
I, I didn't realize how busy the fucking Zaragoza port of entry is with all the traffic and then trying to get through there and then all the little winding roads in Socorro. And so, like, it was a it was an adventure. But, I mean, I can see the appeal of, like, having somebody drive all the way out there, kind of get away from, like, the big city, the city bus, hustle bustle of El Paso and be at, like, a nice, quaint little – you feel like you're on a farm, really. That's what I felt like. 100-year-old – yeah, and, and yeah, and you see the buildings around there, and you're like, "Damn, dude, this shit like this shit has been here like for a while." You know what I mean? Like, there's been some crazy shit that's happened around here, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, dude. Pancho Villa probably visit the, that place. Right. We are the baby on our property. We are the youngest, the, the youngest building. Oh yes, wow! Our building, dude. I haven't been so to Socorro in since I was like. Have you 15. ever been to Socorro? Wes? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what? a lie. Look at his face. Well, no, I looked I looked at the buildings and it looks familiar. I just haven't, I don't go there frequently. Yeah, yeah you've never been there before. You I, I stay home way too yeah. often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit. Yeah, we were, we were really fortunate to find the place. There were a couple of other breweries that ended up passing it up because, you know, you hear Socorro and you think it's such a far drive, but we're a mile from Speaking Rock. You know, we're, we're right off uh, 375. So, you know, it's not that far of a drive at all. It, it sounds a lot further than it really is. I mean, it's, you know, 15 minutes from the east side. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the east side is like 20 minutes for yeah. us. Yeah, and the, but like from central, it said 15 minutes on my GPS. It took me like more like 25 because of the, the traffic. But it's sure. not that far of a drive. I mean, it's probably worth it. And, for it's, sure. and it's honestly like it, it's accessible because you can go through I-10, you can go through Loop 375, and then all you have to do is get down to Socorro Road, and boom, it's right off to your left. So, I mean, it's it's not that bad at all. It's is not. It, a, is it around that area, like Old Messia and all that stuff? No, no, no. Old oh. Messia is the other way, dude. Old oh, okay. Messia is towards Maybe Christmas. I haven't been there. So, yeah. <laughs> I knew you haven't been there. You're lying. Yeah, so Socorro is, is far east. It is far east. Uh. And then it's like where the lower valley like is, is extends way, way, way out. You know I, what I mean? I've driven through it. Right. So, yeah. You've but never I, been I'm, there before. We're all going to go there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yes, yeah, we're, we're all going to have to go visit the brewery. All right, guys. So we're coming up on the 30, 34th minute mark. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, we're actually going to do a little taste, taste testing of the beer that these guys brew. We picked some up earlier. And um, I have a few little pints that we're going to try. I gave one to my friend at work because I, I felt like he would really appreciate it. So I did that. But I have three here that we'll try. And then we'll all uh, take one down. So that will be cool. And then uh, we're just going to talk to these guys a little bit more about uh, what's next for them. Like, what, what's the plan? What's the, what's, what do they see this brewery turning into? And then, of course, we'll uh, uh, do uh, five random questions. And then we're going to have these guys rate our favorite beers and see what they think about the beer we like to drink. So with all that being said, guys, we'll go ahead and take a break. Episode number 74, Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast, featuring Rick and Travis from Three Missions Brewery. So make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. And with all that being said, we will be right back. Yo, 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 Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast is sponsored by the top quality and handcrafted glass products made by INI Glass. What is INI Glass? Well, INI Glass products are blown locally here in the 915. And it ranges in use from pipes, pendants, jewelry, decorations, and even goddamn hummingbirds. And a lot more. So make sure to hit up our boy Aaron Lee at INI Glass and tell him your boys, Chris and Misa, sent you. 
All right, motherfuckers. So go ahead, go and support a local El Paso business today. All right, guys, we are back from break. Episode number 74, Conversing with Chris and Misa, the, conversing with Chris Jesus and Misa, the podcast. Christ. Jesus Christ. He wasn't kidding when he'd say he'd forget. I, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Anyways, make sure you guys like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, guys, if you've seen our intro on our YouTube channel for all our episodes, it's a badass intro. It's got drone shots, green screen work. All of it, it looks really nice. It really puts El Paso on the map. Let's everybody know that this podcast is truly proud to be an El Paso podcast. And all that stuff, guys, is shout out to our boy Omar at Sun City Vibes for making sure that our video work looked great. If you guys need a videographer for any reason, drone shots, uh, digital um, logo reveals, music anything video. like that. A music, if you need him to shoot a music video for you, if you're an aspiring rapper, this is your guy. Yes, Omar sir. at Sun City Vibes. Hit him up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, he's going to get you high-quality work at a good price. And he's um, all about our podcast, so we're all about him. So make sure you guys go support. So let's get back into this. We have Rick and we have Travis here. And I have, a, I have so much beer around me. I don't know what to do. I'm jealous. I do not know what to do. And I know so, what you could do, Chris. You could pass that shit around and that, we could all try That's it. exactly what I'm going to do. So, guys, I have three different beers that were brewed from the, the brewery that these guys own. They're all amazing. I've tried them all thanks to Rick earlier. Shout out to you, Rick. That was amazing. Um, thanks for what, the invite, Chris. Dude, this happened so fast. There were no invites. This was just like boom. Oh, so you <laughs> couldn't tell me on the way over there, 25 minutes to get there, hey, yo, Misa, Mama, nope. Socorro, hit me up. No, dude. I was at work, and this all just happened. It all fell into my lap, and I just had to make it happen. So what we're going to do, guys, is I'm going to pour these for Misa and Wesley. They're going to try it, and then they're going to explain kind of what they taste, and then we'll have Rick or Travis kind of correct them and tell them what it really is that yeah, they're drinking. For sure, uh, they're going to correct us. This is going to go so bad. So the first one. Are we sticking with the same glass? So we No, you're going to switch it up after each well, one. Well, I meant like. Here, let me see. Yeah, yeah, for us. Do All you have right, the cool. same I'm cups, too? Let me see. Dude, yeah. All right. that ASMR right there. There you go. You gotta learn how to pour a beer, man. Dude, it's hard it's, out. Of, I'm pouring it out of this. This this glass was not meant to hold beer, but whatever. Okay, so. This is oh, what give me. Oh my god, that tastes amazing. Yo. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> I I know which one this is, and I'll tell you guys which one it is, so you guys can explain after I think they I know try. What it is. I think I know what it is. Okay, so go ahead and, and take a sip. Let us know what you guys think. Do I have to move it around first like this? Oh, you sip it however you want. Mmm. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead, not. Wes. First, oh. first thoughts. I'm gonna say first of all, I want more. I want. So yeah, okay. This, I'm gonna have some more. Okay. Please. Um, well, that's a good sign. I want to say <laughs> there's a hint of mango. Some mango in there. What is it? That's Lisa? that's what how, I, how I think I'm tasting. It, it is a it little tropical, a, but it's like it's like Jesus in a bottle. But I think <laughs> I think it's more of like the aroma coming in. As oh, I, the aroma is great. As I'm taking the sip. Oh, mm. is it like orange kind of like citrusy kind of? Yeah, it's definitely citrus. And so look at them. They're like you know, these motherfuckers don't. All right. So this is the, the California style IPA that that uh, Rick had showed me. So go ahead, Rick, and tell us a little bit about what is actually in this uh, beer. While he's doing that, give so me some that's more. That's our, our five C's IPA. 
that's made with five different hops that start with C, that's made with Centennial, Challenger, Chinook, Citra, and Cascade hops. Right? It's made with a hint of rye, two row, carapils, a um, little bit of oats in there. And uh, yeah, it's a West Coast style IPA on the lower IBU range. So usually uh, those types of beers are really bitter. I made it a little bit lower. I was going to say, I was going to say, it's it's not as bitter as like other beers like this that I've, that I've tried before. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah, it's refreshing. Delicious, man. Can it's I take a good one? kick to it? But Can it's... I take the rest of that shit? Home? <laughs> no, I'm gonna take it. Okay, so I'll fight you, you for so it. So here's the second one, we guys. Both, we both said fight. This is, <laughs> bro. You see what you guys created? You guys have these guys fighting over your beer. I just like, well, Chris, if you'd have invited me over, maybe I would have been fighting for it, dude. Well, I maybe know. what we need to do is go do this podcast at the brewery. Yes, sir. How about, how about that? Yes, round remote two. session. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so. Go ahead and try that one, guys. That one's even. That one is a, a very, it. very good beer too. That second one. Ooh. I Ooh. Ooh. Oh, dude, it smells like breakfast. It, <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh man, dude, this is the kind of beer I want to drink like in the mornings when I wake up instead of coffee. Right. That's probably what you should drink instead of coffee. <laughs> Fuck the coffee. Okay, go ahead, get into it. Give us your give us your reactions, oh. guys. What is it? How are you guys smooth? I didn't expect it to be as smooth. What is it? What are you guys drinking there? I thought there was going to be a lot sweeter, and there was just real nice. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of pancakes. Well, I'm saying there's definitely a maple to it, and like maple, maybe like a, flat a hazelnut. Flat, yeah, I don't know, dude. But it's I want to pour this on top of my pancakes. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's, it's the right, same kind so, of creamer I put so in that, my coffee. That mm. beer might is, be hazel. That beer is a pecan beer, right? Oh, so that's go, what it is. Because the minute you said pecan, I was like, it, dude. It, and okay. the thing is, I drink pecan coffee every morning. So I was like, yo. Oh, I'm, yeah, the Circle K. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. I'm remembering. Tra- Travis, go ahead and give us some in- information about dude, this what is this is. This is so good, is. dude. This is my best. You know, for me, whenever I drink that pecan beer, and, and that's probably, it's a toss-up between that one and, and, our, and our churro for sure. As for what's my favorite, but you know, I get that pecan. It hits you hard right in the beginning. Uh, to me, it's a little bit smoky in the middle, which I love. I'm a big mm. whiskey bourbon guy, so I like that really kind of that smoky flavors. And then it finishes off sweet because in the secondary we had a little bit of vanilla. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what that it is. That's why I was getting at the end. I was getting a little creamer, <laughs> and I was I was getting maybe that's also with the smoky. I was kind of getting like a coffee feel mm. with the pecan coffee, and then like the little vanilla. Dude, you it's know good. this is a kind of beer. I want to start my morning off with this every every morning. <laughs> just go out, just go out to my patio and then just look you know, at the sunrise you know, and just sip on this beer every morning. You know what's funny is Misa does. He's not even saying anything. He's just like, uh, hey, that mm. is saying something. I just uh, without saying anything. <laughs> That's all he's been saying. I just want to smell it. I just, uh, that dude, if I ask Rick, dude, you're probably doing the same shit where you're there trying all the other beers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Rick. Oh, God bless. I was like, dude, oh. every single one they gave me, I was like, this one's better than the last. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I'm feeling because this is my favorite right now. Okay, cool. Right. So we got one more for you guys to taste. Let me enjoy it a little bit. I know, man. right? I was like trying to like <laughs> nah, sip dude, on this hey, one first. Rick man. was handing them to me fast. He's like, keep up, brother. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta know that I can trust you. And I was oh, wait, like, oh, I'm wait. here for it, man. Hold on, let me get the water palette cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> cleanse the palette. Use the Bud Light and cleanse the palette. I can tell you before the guys even drink that next one, that one makes me the angriest. No, oh. the angriest. Yes. Um, oh man. And I'll, I'll, 
I'll let the guys taste it, and then I'll explain. Okay, it. yeah. Okay. So go ahead. <laughs> this is it, Wesley. That's... Oh, I give you the orange cup. That's why I was confused. Yeah, no, no, that's yours. Okay, wait. That's yours. That's the third one. Dude, this pecan beer is so wait, fucking good. This is not beer, dude. This is like <laughs> apple juice. This is apple juice, man. This, said is, this is not beer. This is not beer. <laughs> Dude, I Why? saw it coming out of the tap. Hey, this I'm, is not, I'm not gonna lie, just by smelling this, like I could, I could probably just give it to my kids. Like if I didn't know what it was and I saw it and I smelled it, I was like, yeah, here you go, guys. Yeah, you can go to jail for that. So don't yeah, I know. That. I mean. Okay. I think I'm, I think I'm not going to tell you why he's angry about it cuz I literally smelled it. And I was like, "Trust <laughs> me." I was okay. like, "Give me beer, nothing." Go ahead. Is, Go is... ahead and try it. Oh. No. No way, dude. <laughs> no way. <laughs> See you. No. No, that's not beer. What is it? It's it's all it's the other ones. Jesus in a bottle. That's what it is. I said all the, Jesus. All the other ones had a really nice smell, but I knew it was going to have kind of a little bit of a you know more alcoholic. Th- this is just like, dude, put it in a like high C container. <laughs> a Capri Sun. <laughs> he was about to say a Capri. Sun. Either one. Either one. Oh, yeah. Let's make some adult Capri Suns with this. this is hey. So that is actually actually their pomegranate beer. What? That's what that Rick was actually talking about it earlier so, on the first half. No, Fun, funny story. My I parents, hate pomegranate, dude. I can't eat that shit. My parents have, four but I could drink it. Bushes. <laughs> I've never had pomegranate. Well, there you go. Now you have, you've had pomegranate beer. So tell, so tell us a little bit about this one, Travis. Why does it make you so angry? Couple reasons. First off, uh, I don't like. I'm I'm not traditionally a fruit beer, you know, fan. But man, I like that one so much, and it just makes me mad. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine a hot summer day. Like that's what I mean. Hold on, did you hear Trap? Because oh, he said I like this beer so much, I get mad at myself for it. <laughs> but you know what? The biggest reason I like that beer it was and look, Al Bundy's my hero. Al Bundy, Burt Reynolds, like the manliest men of all men, right? Right. But. My wife thought of that one, and she pushed for us to make that one. Dude, that shit is, <laughs> bro, that shit is so good, though. Bro. <laughs> hey, I think I right, give give his wife a round of applause, Mister. All these beers are amazing. Oh, a round of applause to you guys for that. Very good, very good. Oh, so, dude, you know what, man? Yeah. I just I, I just picture myself enjoying this, like like uh, like by the pool or like oh, at the yeah. beach anywhere, right now. Anywhere, you know, really. like. Jesus so, Mr. Christ. Rick, out of the beers we tried... Um, I could get away at work from drinking this, and they would never know. Well, they great. probably would after, like, two of them when you're, like, slurring all over yourself. But anyways, uh, Mr. Rick, out of the three that we tried, um, which one of these is your favorite and why? Ah, uh, that's a hard one. Uh, They're all good. You can't make him choose one of his kids. Yes, basically. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sweet one. <laughs> it, it just depends. It, it it really depends. If it's a hot day, I'll go for the pomegranate. At night, I like that pecan. And you know what? Sometimes I have five C's, that citrus. It's good. But um, if I really, really had to choose, it would probably be the five C's. Hey, there you go. I like a little bit more of a bite to my beers. That one doesn't have too much of a bite, but I, I enjoy that one. First of all, the rum on it. I it's well, um, and I like all the complex hop flavors that you get in there. Right, I really like hops. I don't think I'll ever see beer the same dude, again, dude. <clears throat> this shit is so good. So, okay, yeah. this is what I was gonna do. Do you want that one, Wesley? We are gonna sh- we're gonna split these three up. Do you want that one? 
Is, I can have the pecan one? Yeah, you can have that one. Which one do you want? <laughs> I want the, the last You want one the pomegranate? Okay, cool. I got the triple, the, the remember, 5C one. Remember, 5C. Remember, so, how, remember how I said I've never been to Socorro? Right. I think I'm, I'm going to move over go. <laughs> you know what? I'm going I'm to save the rest for the wife, man. He just she, bought a house. Love this. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, that's what's up, dude. These beers are amazing, guys. You guys need to go check them out. These beers are, are high quality. I mean... Well, I gotta ask before how many how many beers do you guys have on draft out there? Right now, we have seven. Nice, we, dude. We try to maintain seven on draft, but eventually we want twelve, and it'll either be four or three rotational beers, and the other ones would be our flagships. So beers that we keep forever. So nice, yeah, dude. so for sure, those people have liked them and everything. Uh, so far, all the beers that we've had, I think we're keeping. The only one I'm still tweaking around is the cucumber, but everything else is is. Right and, the, and the only way to find your beer is over at Mission Trust at your place. Yes. As of now, yes. Hell Eventually, yes. we do want to distribute, but, I mean, we don't know when that's going to happen yet. Dude, next time I'm hanging out with some buddies and they're trying to buy some beer, ask, like, hey, are we all going to buy some beer? I'll be like, yo, we're not going to go and buy some beer. We're going to go sit down and try several beers. Call me. And Call I'm going to take them to this place, dude. And they probably won't leave that place just to let you guys know. And and also, guys, they will actually, um, if you have, like, a growler or anything like that, that you can take it there, and they will fill it up oh, no uh, way. for a certain price. Uh, they will do that for you as well. I just ordered uh, some really awesome growlers. Well, there you go. Looks can like I take a five-gallon jug? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have, like, a water dispensary thing. I could just, like, switch it out. Just put that instead. <laughs> Just bring your whole water tank for your yeah. house and shower. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Con. You know how, like, um, when they used to have, like, little kids' parties, they ha- they'd have that big orange thing of punch? Yeah. Like, that big orange dispenser of punch? Yeah. We're going to get that for the next podcast of just one of these beers and just be dispensing it. We'll just bathe, on, bathe in it. You know what I mean? Why dude, not? Jesus. I don't know if I would want to bathe on it. I think it's a little too. I gave too up on good. the Bud Light. I, you gave me. You gave me one of these beers. That's what I'm sticking with now. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's I mean, what's up. I don't even know if I want to finish or this this piece of shit beer. <laughs> <laughs> it went from your favorite beer to you like I'm just gonna pour this down the drain. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just a waste. Yeah, it's been they, a waste hey, of money. I just want to say thank you guys for the beer. Um, that that was really cool of you guys to let us go through. Fill up some mason jars and then come and try them on the podcast with you. So shout out to you guys for that. Let's give them a round of applause, Misa. <laughs> All right. So um, while Dogecoin continues to skyrocket into the atmosphere, because I guess that's the hottest thing on the planet at the moment, um, I just kind of wanted to, to ask you guys, like, what is the plan? Like, do you guys plan on – I know you guys said distributing, but do you um, see your guys – See, do you guys see yourself having another location or are you guys going to just maintain the one for now? I think uh, as of now, we're thinking about keeping this location. Um, you know, we have the space to really grow. Like we said, we had, I, I think we have four or five acres of land. As of right now, we're renting. We can't tell the future, but uh, eventually have a very big brewery in the back where we could use to distribute. So you would have the original brewery, you know, and everything, and that's where we could do all the fun stuff. And then whatever sells the best and distribute, you know, I imagine to all of Texas. Now, after that, I don't know, but I would like to distribute to our state. Uh, international, you know? bro. In Kansas. In Kansas. All right. <laughs> you know, like, hey, we're going to see that at the Oktoberfest when we go visit out there. 
I, I think oh, no. one, of the, you know, one of the important things is, is as a brewery, like we maintain our location for sure. Uh, you know, like Rick said, we don't really know, but the possibility of, you know, a satellite location or, or, you know, another tap room in addition is something that, that, you know, yeah, that'd be super nice. That'd be fun. That'd be great. But I think that where we are now is, is definitely where we plan on being for a long time. So you guys said you guys have like four acres out in the back. Is it cool if I build like a little shed out there and, and just live there for a while? We already got a shed for you. Come on. Hey! How, how big is the shed? How big is the shed? Is this, is this, like, a, is this like a two bedroom shed? Can I get on on this? Do you allow cats? <laughs> just waking yeah, up to pee, no power, coffee no every morning. Plumbing, no AC. I mean, it's perfect. Hey, but there's <laughs> beer, right? As long as there's pecan beer. I'm good. No, that's mine. You got yours. So, so guys, the brewery is uh, closed Monday and Tuesday, right? Yes. Right. And then, so what's like a typical like a uh, Saturday afternoon like um like what's the crowd like um normally on a good Saturday for you guys? Do you have a lot of people throughout the day? Is it more like family oriented? Like, what's the vibe out there? You know what? I think it changes throughout the day. So, like uh, towards the beginning. We have a lot of families, people bringing out their kids. They have the food and everything. And as it gets uh, darker, you know, they have, uh, we have a lot of people who go out on dates here and stuff like that. It's, it's a really unique spot. I think that's the cool thing with all the space that we have, that environment can really be created for you. Right. So uh, if you bring your pets, your dogs or whatever, you know, we have a space for it. If you want to bring your kids, we have a space for it. If you want to have a quiet date, you have a space for it, you know. So, um, yeah, so far it's been, it's been good, right? The environment, I think a lot of people have, have commented on that. They really like our space. They really enjoy the space that we're at. Dude, I'm going to show up with like 20 people. <laughs> like, yeah, we're here for a quiet <laughs> date. <laughs> <laughs> Entertain my friends for me. But yeah. And what would you say, like, um, obviously, like, you guys are passionate about this, but when you see, like, people walk in, like, People like myself that were not like huge craft beer people or or just any other guy or, or girl like what's the thing that you that like makes you guys happiest or makes you guys feel fulfilled when you see people's reactions to like your beer like what is it what is it that like you guys like when when you're there it makes it all worth it you know what I'm saying like what is it like what is that like uh where does that come from? I think it's the conversions for sure you know they get get the people away from from the macros. Uh, let them try something that they haven't had. Let them try something that they know is is local, uh, you know, made from, you know, made by their neighbor, made by a guy who lives down the street. Let them try, you know, something that, that, that they didn't think that they would enjoy. They came in thinking, you know what, I only drink Bud Light cans. Oh, well, here, try this pomegranate ale. Oh, wait, oh, you like, the, yeah. Dude, yeah we, had, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever drink Bud Light again. Did I tell you that story, Travis? Or did you just, I did tell it to you. Okay. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like I had one guy come in and say, my buddy only drinks Bud Light can. And I, I was like, you know what? Let me go and talk to him. He's all good luck convincing him. He hasn't drank anything for years. And I go and he has like two pomegranate ales, three pomegranate ales. He's all, I like it. And I was like, all right, great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he was all surprised. Cause he's like, my friend, I've never been able to convince him to drink anything. So yeah, that's good. He definitely, yeah, yeah. I, I can't touch the Bud Light. You handed it to me. But like, yeah, but I, I'm I'm the type of guy that I gotta just finish a beer that I open. I've already finished mine. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm having a hard time finishing this Budweiser after we just drank all that. 
Yeah, dude, those those beers are amazing, man. That that shit was really good. So, like, um, do you guys uh, do you, you guys don't do like food out there, do you? You know what? There is a food truck out, uh, but we're also going to get another food source. Nice. So there's going to be multiple food sources, and then also by August, July, maybe late July, there's going to be across the street on Casa Parapa, there's going to be a taco and ramen shop. Oh, nice. So this hey. is only the beginning of this area. Right. So, like, uh, Wesley, you are talking about uh, Mesilla, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's all these areas, and area. so we're kind of doing that, but on, on this side. Oh, wow. Like, where there's a bunch of businesses and stuff, but it's just beginning. Yeah, so, West, yeah. that day you were on the wrong side of the road, Dougie. Dude, I, no, I, I used to go all the time. <laughs> like, my, my parents used to have an RV, and they parked it there permanently at, at like, the RV place. Oh, okay, so I could okay. literally go down there, spend the whole day if I drink too much. They just give me the key to the RV, and I just spend the night in there. Right. It's just like it became a whole thing. Oh, so there you go. go they the got time. four acres. We could park that RV right in there. <laughs> they got know. the shed, dude. The shed. That ain't going. That, that's, <laughs> it's cool because like it's it's nice that like it's nice that you guys are trying to develop that type of community vibe in that area where it's like, hey, we might not have the food, but the the food place across the street, great tacos, great ramen. Like hit that place up. We we do the beer. They do the cooking. Like it's cool because. It's a way to like make everybody in the community uh, do better for their business, and I think well, that's great. Yeah, and it's kind of like what he said. Like for me, like yes, definitely the beer is delicious, man. But what makes it even better is the fact that we have these two locally guys that are making this beer here. You know, it's not like, hey, man, this beer, bro, I got it from Denver, I got it from from freaking Germany or something like that. These guys are making it here in our hometown, and it tastes so good, you know? I'm telling you, man, I'm going to move this coral already, dude. Hey, baby girl, you listening? Pack up the kids. Pack up the clothes. Let's go. They said it's family friendly. They got a shed. They got a shed. All right, so real fast before we we go towards the back end of the podcast, um, I wanted to give you guys our favorite beers and then you just like critique them or rate them or whatever you guys want to do to them. Um, we're not going to tell you Bud Light or Budweiser. Um, I have my favorite. It's beer not anymore, ready. dude. Um, do you have your favorite beer? Ready? Yeah, it's this pomegranate. <laughs> beer <that's on> the... <laughs> no, your favorite beer prior to this episode. Prior to doing this. Yeah, yeah. It was. Not um, see what I did? It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a beer that I tried probably like five years ago and it's called uh, Magic Hat Number no. 9. I tried it at Tortuga's Bar. And um, I, I there was a friend of mine, and he was drinking. I was like, hey, man, what are you drinking? And he's all like, oh, man, I'm drinking this. And I tasted it, and it was just like, yo, where can I get this shit right now? So I got it, and then I looked everywhere, man. I looked everywhere in El Paso, and the only place was a Vista Market out of all the places, man. And they had it, and now eventually Sprouts is selling it, too. I haven't had it in, in probably like six months, but it's a beer that I just I buy a six-pack, and it's just like because of the taste. Man. And you have so much you good taste, it. yeah. What are, what are you guys' thoughts on that beer? Uh, so I've had that one in Dallas and apparently remembering it, it did leave an impression on me. Nice. I don't remember exactly how well it tasted because I left Dallas in 2015, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just remembering it, that means it was either really bad or really good. <laughs> That's a 50. You know what, man? I'm going to go over there. I'll bring you one, man. And so you could try it out. And, uh, so you won't think I have bad taste. Travis, just, Travis, just, have, right. have you, have you, have you tried that beer that he's talking about? I, I have had the Magic Hat number nine. Um, they're out of Vermont. Magic Hat Brewery. Uh, that much I do know. It's if I can kind of remember correctly, it, it, it's a pale ale, I believe. I have no uh, idea, man. I have no idea what the. I mean, I drink Budweiser, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a bad beer. It's you know, it's uh, 
you know, for, for like a New England style pale ale. Um, they do some good beers that way, you know, for sure. What about you? Yeah, you, 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 you never had a Magic Hat number nine, Chris? No, I don't think I've ever had that one. Um, I, I'm not a, like I'm not like the hugest craft beer fan. One of my favorite beers that I always like. It's my go-to. If I ever see it on draft somewhere, I'm like surprised because it's really never on draft. But I'm a huge Heineken fan. I don't know if you guys like can respect that. You might be looking at me like, "What a loser!" No, Travis is laughing. Like, <laughs> yeah, Travis is like, no, "No wonder he drinks Bud Light." So, what do you, what are you guys thoughts on Heineken? That to me, a cold you ass Heineken I, I, on draft, come, coming I, all the way from the Holland. Jesus, I think that Heineken is one of those beers that it gets you away from a lot of the macros. Right. It it's kind of a you know kind of a warm bath style of let me explore my beer palette. You know, if if you don't know what to order, you go somewhere and all, you know they've got Bud Light, they've got Budweiser, they've got Miller Coors, whatever. And you're like, you know what? I want to try something different. Usually Heineken's the one that's on that menu. So <laughs> Heineken's is like the farthest that. Chris would go. I love Heineken. Man. I love <laughs> so, so then that, that opens the door, and you're like, hey, this is a different flavor than what I'm used to. What else is there now? Rick, thoughts on Heineken, Rick? I think it's very good when it's very, very, very cold. Yes, sir. When it gets warm, not good. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't drink that shit warm. Drink it very it cold. It has to be super cold. Uh, but, yeah, no, no. That was one of the first beers that I I was like, oh, look, I'm drinking something different than my high school. <laughs> I think that's why Chris yeah. does that. That's what I do. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but when it's very, very cold, it's good. But as soon as it starts warming up, it gets really skunky. Right. Yeah, Super you got to drink that shit real fast. Wesley, what was your like favorite beer before today? So I had to, <clears throat> I had to like think about it because it's changed so many times. I used to work at the greenery. I've gone bar hopping and stuff. I used to love like Firehouse Four. Um, uh, uh, Fat Tire is really good. Uh, White Bastard is pretty good if you like the stronger stuff. But right now, like if there was a special kind of beer, I would have to go with uh, uh, Dallas Blonde. Nice, Dallas Blonde. Really, it, it it brought me in with how crazy and bright like the cans were. And I was in Austin, and uh, yeah, it just hit. It just hit right. Never had that beer. Yeah, it's great. I've had Dallas Blonde before. That shit's really, really good, dude. That beer is uh, amazing. That's a very good beer. Yeah, I do like the Dallas Blonde a lot. That was one of the first. Uh, I would go to Deep Ellum. Cause that's where it's from the deep Ellum brewery. And uh, yeah, that was one of the first breweries I explored and stuff. And of course the Dallas blonde was just like, after you have their other ones that are a little bit heavier, you start uh, slamming those down. They're very good. Beers. Oh yeah. Thoughts on the uh, thoughts on the Dallas blonde, Travis. Let me, I'm trying to jog. Yeah, no, it's a good beer for sure. Um, it's, it's a blonde. Rick will tell you that that's not my style. Uh, <laughs> they just, I don't, blondes are blondes. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Blondes yeah. are blondes. Right. Blondes are blondes. <laughs> he says to the blonde. Yeah, says it to the blonde guy. <laughs> that shit is hilarious, dude. That's what's up. All right, so yeah. what we're going to do, guys, we're going to um, start to head towards the back end of this podcast Is it here. that time? Already? You know what? Do you guys know what time it is? What, what time, time is it? Do you know what time, freckles? Freckles? what time is it? What time is it? What time is it, guys? It is time for the five round questions here at Conversing with Chris and me. So the podcast hosted by your boy, Chris Marcus. Let it ride, me. So let it ride. Let me hear it some more. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> 
Mm. Let's start it over. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It goes good with the beer. What do you guys think? All right, guys. So we have five random questions. We have our boy Rick and we have our boy Travis. And I have five random questions, and we're going to get into it. So, yes, sir. question number one, guys. I hope you guys are movie fans. Ooh. Um, can you tell me what your favorite Sandler or Sandler favorite Adam Sandler movie is? That's Travis. He's a movie fan. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Oh, those are the best top two movies. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's a definitely a toss up between those. Can two. I nominate Big Daddy? Can I do that? That's a Waterboy? Waterboy? Can I say Waterboy? Yeah, you can say Waterboy. I'm not mad at that at all. Rick, you, so you're not a movie guy, Rick? No, yeah, I'll watch some. It's just I don't know as much as Travis does. Yeah, <laughs> he tells yeah. me movie quotes all the time. I'm like, I don't know where that's from. <laughs> hey, hey, that's exactly what happens between me and Chris. Right. Chris watches yeah. no movies. No, the only movies he's seen are the ones that his parents made up seeing when, when he was young. That's why he asked about Adam Sandler. <laughs> right. Anyways. That's why I almost called, her, called him Sadler Adam. <laughs> okay, guys. So I want to know, Rick and Travis, if you have the chance to go to space tomorrow, but you can only go by yourself in a pod, would you go or not? Oh, yeah, for sure. You're going oh my for sure? Yeah, dude. Okay, well, Rick, hold, are on, you hold going? on. Is is his safety like security? He'll he'll come back alive and everything? I can't say yes or no to that. Uh, you're getting in the pod <laughs> and you're going out to space, nah, brother. Dude. Nah. Uh, you jumped the gun on that one. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. What do you <laughs> What do you think, Rick? Are you going to space? I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah, I'm I have not. A kid I, on the way. Right, you have a kid on the way, yeah, dude. You have some priorities down here. I don't you think you what? should be yeah. in space. Him, him saying that, that's, I, that's why I'm going. I got a bruise. <laughs> no, Travis said, "That's why I'm leaving." <laughs> I was gonna say, I man, I got two kids, bro. Get me on first, right now. <laughs> Take me out. Okay, <laughs> shit's hilarious. Wes, are you going to space, dude? Well, I did sign up for that, uh, like. Uh, that billionaire right. that bought all the seats for the first one. So you go try, up. Yeah, you're Dude, going. I would I laugh it, but... my ass off if they end up choosing you because I know. Like, don't, just say what? don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> just don't say that. watching your face. Just like <laughs> going all the way out there, dude. And like, <laughs> conversing with Chris and me. I'm just going to live stream. I live stream the whole thing. Right. <laughs> all right. Question number three. Let's get some music, Misa. All right, guys. If you could bring one place or thing from the past back, what would it be? For example, Blockbuster, things like that, Hudson's Grill, things, uh, Furs Buffet. If you could bring any any place back that is no longer um, open, what would that place be? And let's start with Rick on that one. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I don't think that fast. Um, <laughs> I do like Blockbuster. I would yeah. probably bring back that had some good memories. Right. My dad would take us on Friday, buy his pizza. Blockbuster. Did you guys hear what the last Blockbuster is doing? They opened an Airbnb, so you can go and it's set up like an old 90s like living room. Nice, and you can dude. spend the night there. Oh, yeah. No way. That's yeah. the one that's in Bend, Oregon, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mr. Travis, what is one thing that you would bring back that's no longer uh, existing? Oh, man. Existing like for me or just like in general? Just in general. Oh, I was going to say, could I bring back like my security blanket? 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. Back. Yeah. Like your your blanket from when you were a little kid and stuff? Yeah. You had a nickname yeah, for it? What was its nickname? Oh, you know, I, Blanky, I don't know. Blanky. <laughs> and that's crazy, man. I, I have a four-year-old, dude. Or no. He's about to be five in a couple of days. Actually, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be five in two days. But um, since he was born, he has his Spider-Man blanket that he carries around and and eventually, in, in, when he graduates from high school, dude, instead of like having his cap and gown, I'm, I'm gonna make him a Spider-Man cap and gown shit <laughs> out of his blanket. Just embarrass him in yeah, front dude. of all his friends. Great at his graduation. No, then I'm gonna tell him, dude, you're gonna be on a podcast one day, and they're gonna ask you this question, and you're gonna want to say, "Hey, blanket." All right, question number four. Let's get some music, Misa. So let's start out with Travis on this one, Mr. Travis. I need to know what your favorite holiday of all time is. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I'm a Thanksgiving guy. Hey, yes, yes. sir. <laughs> you just love the food or what? That's, I mean, obviously, if you can tell, I just love the fucking yeah, food. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a turkey all night. Right. Um, and just bring everybody over, have them eat, have everybody get fat. Right. Yes. And just enjoy it. Yep. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll smoke myself and then go get fat. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rick, what is your favorite holiday of all time? Easter. East. Oh, hey. wow! And that just passed. How wow. was your Easter? Did you did you hunt for yeah, eggs? It was very good. Very good. We after we have a long night vigil and then we eat steak. Um, we went down to uh, what's the name of this restaurant? Not Logan's. Um, shoot, it's right there on the freeway before you get off Airway. I'm trying to uh, think. It's not Logan's. Is it uh the which one? I can't. I I, I don't know. Hooters, Rick. Hooters. <laughs> I forgot. Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> Happy Easter. It's next to it's, it's next to the Sam's Club. Yeah, Hooters. Yeah, that's Hooters. No. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You said you said Airway. Ojos Locos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. no. No, I forgot the name of it. But we 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 went there and we ate lamb and steak and stuff, and uh, we've nice. done it since we were kids. Is it called Benigans? No, it's not Benigans. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm just rolling off fucking restaurant names. <laughs> I know. I, got, I already have one beer I mean, Graduated <laughs> right, high school, I went to Orlando, and they had like dollar Long Island I see at Bennigan's, and they never carted anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, I've heard a lot about Bennigan's, dude. I've I've heard it's it's a good place to go, and I heard like obviously they you know they don't really card. So hey, one dollar, two dollar Long Island, it doesn't that. matter anymore. But who who knows? Well, I mean, yeah. when you have one dollar Long Islands, that's crazy, right. dude. That, oh, yeah. that one dollar Long Islands, they used to have like dollar like drinks every week there at a uh, Applebee's. And I got kicked out on the day that they had a Apple um, Long Island dollar Long Islands there at Applebee's on Airways. Landry's. So Landry's, okay, that was Landry's. my next choice. That's oh, what I was Landry's. gonna say next. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right, we're all fucking naming restaurants. No, he's all Hooters. It sounds nothing like Logan's, bro. <laughs> okay. All right, question number five. Let's get some music real fast, guys. Last question for y'all. I'm gonna let this ride for a little bit. Okay. Uh-oh. All right, guys. So I guess we'll start off with Travis on this one. Uh, Mr. Travis, um, what would you tell a 15-year-old you? Like, like, what piece of advice would you give yourself? 
Dude, that question had scared me at first. The way you worded that at first, I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? Travis is all like, drop that goddamn nasty beer right now. (laughs) (laughs) Go get another bush light from the fridge. (laughs) Go grab another. (laughs) You can't stop now, son. Oh, man. No, uh... A 15-year-old Travis uh, had would have had a lot to learn, not just about beer, but uh, <laughs> a lot of life. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Focus on the quality, and uh, I think that applies <laughs> to beer. Yeah, that, that applies to everything. Focus Look, man, on the quality. <laughs> I was asked like Chris. Chris doesn't show me these random questions. Yeah. He just wants it to be super random. But sometimes I like to throw that question back at Chris. So what would you fucking tell your 15-year-old self? I would tell my 15-year-old self, stop being a bitch, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Clean your fucking room, Chris. Get your shit together. Maybe get off the Xbox every once in a while. And go go make some friends and do something cool with your life. Make some goddamn money, Chris. Goddamn, and make some money while you're at it. How about that? (laughs) That's what I would have told myself. And also... Baseball is going to be boring in about 10 years. That's what I would have told my 15-year-old self. <laughs> and Dogecoin, bro. Get in on that. Get in on that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> to the moon. All right, Rick. What are you telling 15-year-old Rick? Like anything, life advice of any, of any kind. What would you tell yourself? You don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know what God Don't pretend you know things. Right. No, try and know things. You don't know anything. Oh, shit. That's hilarious. I could tell the version of me yesterday that. Right. You can still tell that to yourself today, honestly. Yeah. You really don't know much. You don't even know where Socorro is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. But I know what beer I like. Right. He knows what beer. You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Yeah, basically. All right, guys. So real fast, before we wrap up this podcast and we give our final thoughts, uh, Mr. Travis or Rick, whichever whichever one of you guys wants to handle this, tell our listeners where they can find your brewery and tell them like what days you guys are open so they can try to drop by and check out what you guys have. Any you of want you, to, Travis, or me? any of you? One zero one seven nine Socorro Road. We are a half mile south of the Mission. We're a mile south of three seventy five, right next to Casa Ortiz. We share a parking lot with them. Check us out Wednesdays. 3 to 8 or 3 to 10 Thursdays 3 to 10 Fridays 3 to 12 Saturday 12 to 12 Sundays 12 to 8 Hell yeah there you go Mr. Rick where can people find you guys on social media They can find us on Facebook and Instagram uh, go ahead and follow us and it's um uh, 3 Missions Brewery Hell yeah So just follow us on there and 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 like us and come and visit us I'm right. sure you'll like our product even if you're not into craft beer I know a lot of people aren't. It's a cool place, and I'm sure you're going to at least like one of our beers. Right. So you can enjoy it with who you come with or whoever family member you come with. You made a believer friends. out of me for sure. Yeah. I'm coming back for Pecan. <laughs> All I got to say is Budweiser who? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, so, guys, make sure you guys check them out. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on, on Instagram. If you guys are in the area or if you guys are looking for a good place to go, get a nice beer, kind of break the norm of what you can do here in El Paso. You look no further than these guys. So make sure you guys go check them out. Make sure you guys go support them. Support the people who support the podcast. That's what this is all about. So with all that being said, guys, let's go around the virtual Zoom call here. 
Let's give our final thoughts on today's podcast and we'll wrap it up. Let's go ahead and start with you, Wesley. Final thoughts on today's show? Uh, absolutely amazing until about 30 seconds ago and then I ran out of the pecan drink. Oh, I guess you're going to have to go to three missions. I guess we're going there after this. They're closed. (laughs) (laughs) They they got four acres. We'll camp out. You teased me. (laughs) And now I'm hooked and now I want more. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's been an absolute uh, blast. Hell yeah. Thank you for being here today, Wes. Misa, final thoughts on today's podcast? Yes, man. Um, I want to give a big shout out to start off with to my my son, Sebastian. He'll be five years old by the time this comes out. So happy birthday, buddy. I love you, man. Um, You're becoming a big boy and uh, you need to get a job soon. And um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) just... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um, it's true, though, you know. God bless. But uh, I just want to say, man, Rick, Travis, guys, it was a pleasure to meet you guys. Um, When Chris told me about this, I was like, yo, somebody that owns a a brewery wants to be on our podcast or is down to be on our podcast? Awesome, man. Trying your beers. Just listening to you guys about uh, how much it takes to create a beer like this. Um, It just really blows my mind. Um, This is nothing compared to what you guys make, um, especially that you guys are local as well. I really, really love that, man. Me and Chris are all about representing El Paso. And um, so that being said, guys, thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Everybody listening, guys, please, please hit these guys up. You guys won't get disappointed. Um, Wes, bro, always a good one, man. Good job. Chris, hell of a job. Good pick on this one. And everybody listening again, guys, make sure you guys uh, follow, stay f- safe, and uh, stay fresh. Oh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Rick, final thoughts on today's podcast, man. I'm very glad to meet you guys. I hope to see you guys here and meet you in person. I met Chris in person, but uh, Wes and Misa, I hope to meet you guys in person. And, uh, yeah, no, no, we like doing this. Uh, Anybody trying to, you know, uh, expose the community, show what's out there and everything, we really appreciate it for sure. All right. Oh, yeah. Travis, final thoughts today. Guys, I've had a blast. I've had a just fantastic time. Thanks for having us out. But we really need to circle back to this story about Misa getting kicked out of... Uh... <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Why did we just gloss over that? Why, why was that okay? Why didn't anybody say anything? I tried to run. All right, Misa, you got two minutes to explain what the fuck happened. Well, okay, it was it was a Friday night. Um, I worked at the airport. Uh, my boss, usually every Friday, my boss would invite us out to... To have some drinks, and um, we found out that very same day that that uh, Applebee's had these these dollar uh, Rhode Islands, you know. Long, so Long, Long Island, Long Island, Rhode Island. Jesus Christ! Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> that turned into Rhode Island after all those. <laughs> anyway, so we show up, and that's all. That's all we did, man. And, and we started drinking, and uh, we started getting too loud, and. Um, my boss got into it with with uh, once once uh, the bartender came up. She's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to cut you guys off." And my boss was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" He's and- like, "I need another Rhode Island." Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, we're we're on the road in the middle of a fucking island. But uh, but yeah, we're- did we pay the tab? I remember she's standing oh, outside, man. like she's laughing, like, "Dude, did we just get kicked out of Applebee's?" Like, holy fuck. 
Shit. Thank you, you have to be a, a fucking yeah, well, certain kind a of Long person. Island turned into a Rhode Island. Right. That shit, that's when we fucked right. up. I think yep. that's what happened. I was like, yo, can I have another Rhode Island? And she's like, yeah, you're cut off. Dude. That's not what <laughs> yeah. they're called. Yeah, I'm just jealous. Uh, like, that's, you shit. know, I've had a dream of getting kicked or just getting completely wrecked at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man, but it's, it's kind of disappointing when you think about it. Like, yo, dude, really? Applebee's? Misa? God All these bless. families just watching you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten so many fights at different bars and never got kicked out it was like yo half off for that punch right there but at Applebee's like yo Rhode Island motherfucker you gotta go <laughs> he was fighting right in front of the neighborhood yeah so alright what happened Mr. Travis final thoughts today hey thank you for calling back on that man that was hilarious because <laughs> I really wanted to ask me so like what the fuck did you do to get kicked out of a fucking Applebee's bar Rhode Island man. Rhode Island <laughs> favorite state in the country Rhode Island <laughs> We need t-shirts to say, do you want a Rhode Island? Uh, uh, Now I got to go visit Rhode Island. Chris, final thoughts, Chris. Uh, no, I was going to throw it back to Travis. Travis, final thoughts real fast. Oh, you know what? Again, thanks for having us, guys. We, I can oh, definitely shit. speak for myself and Rick and say we had a oh, blast. It was funny. Uh, final thoughts. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. <laughs> It's true. Yes, it's true. <laughs> All right, hell yeah, guys. That's a that's a perfect way to end this fucking podcast. Good shit. So, uh, guys, my final thoughts today. Number one, Wesley, thank you for being here and producing this again. Shout out to you for that, Misa. Another dope episode, brother. Uh, appreciate you for that, guys. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough for uh, setting time out of your busy schedule to come and chat with us. And thank you for allowing me to go to your brewery today when you guys were closed. They were closed, guys. Jesus. They didn't have to let me do this. They didn't have to at all. They're like, come back when we're open, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like, thank you for that hospitality. They sent us with some some little jars of beer, and the beer was amazing. I'm glad you guys liked it. I'm them. having a really hard time not trying to finish this. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, but I'll take it. I'm, I'm saving it for the wives, so she'll, she'll oh, yeah. know. So shout out to you guys for being on here. Rick, Travis, very nice to meet you guys. Uh, I look forward to meeting Travis in person. We will be down at your brewery sometime sure. soon. Mark my word for sure. Uh, you guys are very dope. I love what you guys are doing. I think you guys are doing something that is very cool, very different here in El Paso, and I'm glad you guys were able to come on our platform and talk to us about it. You guys are invited anytime for round two. Uh, I want to extend that invitation to you guys now. But thank you, thank you, thank you guys for being on. Everybody listening, make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, YouTube, subscribe to our channel, Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review. With all that being said, guys, episode number 74, Conversing with Chris and Misa, the podcast, featuring the, the, the guys, Rick and Travis from the Three Missions Brewery in Socorro, Texas. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for being on. With Thank all you. that being said, guys, we are...